What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. This is the final week of OTAs. Tomorrow, the Cowboys will hold their final session of this phase of the offseason, and then they will, be, they will be back next week to be specific between the 14th and the 16th of June with mandatory minicamp. And you know that those are always a little bit more fun because you, you get to see more coverage of the practices. And some of these teams around the NFL have already started with mandatory minicamps. So I've felt personally a little bit of envy just seeing all the content that there is for each and every one of these teams. We've have, uh, we have had to wait a little bit longer, but no more. Next week, we'll, we'll, we will have mandatory minicamp for the Dallas Cowboys. Before we forget about OTAs, though, I wanted to recap some of the biggest OTA storylines with you guys on the show and maybe name the four biggest winners out of this stage of the offseason. Thank you for joining the show. Hit the like button. If you're new to the show, consider subscribing as always. And thank you for sharing the stream. Let's see some of your comments here before we get started. This is Dallas Moses, Toxic Tom. We will have new drama soon for sure. And I think that one of the biggest storylines on that front is now Dalton Schultz. It seemed for a while that things were going to be smooth on that negotiating session between the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz. Not anymore. With Dalton skipping the third week of OTAs, and now the drama will be from now until the 14th, the question of whether or not the Cowboys starting franchise stacked tight end will be there with Dak Prescott, with Jalen Tolbert, CeeDee Lamp, and the rest of the Cowboys offense. What is up, Kenneth Fraser over at Facebook? We've also got Peter Rizzo, Chuck. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining the stream. Now, let's get on to the number one winner of the Cowboys OTAs, in my opinion. But, of course, I will open it up for the chat. Who was the biggest winner for you? If you're asked this question, who is the Cowboy player that you think of right away? Thank you to Mark for your comment. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. So who was the biggest winner for the Cowboys OTAs in your opinion? Because I will share four of them with you. But my number one, and we've actually already done a show about this specific topic. It's got to be, to me, first round draft pick Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. I just think that a player with so many question marks coming out of the NFL draft and having so much positive reports so early, you know, I think that was pretty positive. Now, Adrian here says nobody, OTAs mean nothing. Well, they mean something, but I get Adrian's point. This is not a show to get you all hyped about one or two players, but work was done. So it does mean something. I get the point that it is in training camp. We shouldn't get too carried away with ourselves and our takeaways this early. But there were still some winners. And Tyler Smith, to, be, to me, was one of those. He had reps at left tackle. 
he got praise in specific for his use of hands. And this was not Mike McCarthy hyping up Tyler Smith. This was not Dak Prescott hyping up uh, Tyler Smith. These were insiders talking about how Tyler Smith improved with his hands right away and how those hands were shooting to the opponent's chest instead of the shoulders, which is maybe the, the number one red flag that we saw in Tyler Smith's tape coming out of college. So to me, he is a clear number one winner. Of course, we still have questions. How will those hands look once the pads come on? How will those feet look once the pads come on as well? But for now, he's gotten praise for that. Uh, Michael Parsons has praised his strength. Michael Parsons, the same player that got stopped, and I quote some of the reporters, stone cold by Tyler Smith over there at left tackle. And he's ever, even earned some Ron Leary comparisons. And this was a, a, an important point. Those comparisons came by Mike McCarthy, Zach Martin, and I believe Dak Prescott was the other one who thought of these comparisons. So I do believe those are something rather than nothing. Let's see some of your answers here. Toxic Tom, of course, had to go with Ryan Big Man on Campus Null. <laughs> Gregory goes with Dak Prescott. Kenneth says, I agree. Tyler Smith. Uh, Bruce says, I love the fact. I love the fact that Tyler Smith has corrected his biggest issue and he's also impressing the bets. And yeah, and listen, I, I've talked about this before. There's nothing more annoying than all of these storylines when a player is interviewed and, and the player says, I'm in the best shape of my life. I've never felt this good. You know, it's pretty much the post-game version of, oh, yeah, we knew that we had to go out there and give it our 110%. Sort of like with that movie, I forgot. I completely blanked out on the name. But you, you probably know what movie I'm talking about with the post-game interview for the basketball player with this actor. Oh, my God, I forgot the name of the actor as well. Uh, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It's a post-game version of that. It's the off-season version of that, excuse me. And however, when it comes from other players, some other veterans and insiders like reporters that are covering the Cowboys practice, that does matter, at least to me. So we had to give Tyler Smith, you know, the number one winning spot on the list. Now, moving on to number two. And this is a guy that I got. I have to bring up another question for you guys in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. And this is a truth or false question. And it's regarding one of the undrafted free agents. Truth or false, Marquise Bell will make the 53-man roster to start the season. The safety slash linebacker, because judging by some Dan Queen comments there, it does sound like they're looking at Marquise Bell as a hybrid. Truth or false, will Marquise Bell start the season on the 53-man roster? Now, because to me, that's the number two winner out of this early OTAs stage. I don't know if he will make the roster... In my way too early projection here on the show, I left him out. Now I have my doubts because he was even named by a reporter, and this was from Michael Gelkin over there at Dallas Morning News, a favorite. 
He was named a favorite to make the roster. Michael Gelkin said he might not even be a surprise player, player to make the cut. He might be a favorite. He's been working out on a hybrid role. He's had some big plays, including that pick six everyone was raving about at some point of the OTAs. That's what's left for Marquise Bell. They know about his athleticism. They know about his attitude and all of that. Now it's just up to him to go out there and make big plays whenever he has the chance to do so in order to win that roster spot with the Cowboys. He had to be one of our biggest winners tonight. Stephen White goes with true. Adrian also goes with true. Let's see. Let's see. Craig says absolutely true as a special teamer. James falls. Toxic also goes with false. So we've got some, some people that are not ready to jump on the trains yet. James says Bell will make the roster, but he won't see the field. That could be a possibility. Although if he makes it, I would say, I would argue that he will see the field. Maybe not as a defensive player though, right? Bruce says they seem too high on him and we have a lot of buzz for someone undrafted. I will go with... Ah, Originally, I left him out of my 50 Dream and roster projection, my way too early version of it. I will have another one after mandatory minicamp. I have not sat down to figure out who I would leave out of that version of my way too early roster. But hey, it, it, it does seem like we should be leaning towards true by now, right? Because the Cowboys have been raving about Marquise Bell and his skill set. Anyways, moving on to number three. And this is more than a performance one, a circumstance one. Because at number three, I've got Jake Ferguson, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. We've gotten a lot of quotes on how he fits the scheme, which was obvious right after the moment that they drafted him. And we talked about how much they block over there at Wisconsin and how you need to make you need to do some projection before you can really evaluate how Jake Ferguson will fare as a blocker at the next level. But we've heard a coaching staff talk about how he fits the scheme. And more than anything, he got increased reps in the third week of OTA. So this might be a little bit premature, but I will say that Jake Ferguson was a winner just because of what happened with Dalton Schultz and how he got more opportunities that maybe you could have predicted for the day three rookie, that is Jake Ferguson. So I had to include him on this list just based on circumstance. And this might become an even bigger deal if Dalton Schultz doesn't show up for mandatory minicamp. I've said it before. I'm excited about Jake Ferguson. I'm not that excited to feel fully comfortable about Dalton Schultz not being around. So that storyline, one that we will have to closely follow next week. Where will number 86 be when they start working on mandatory minicamp? Hard to make the team for a rookie undrafted free agent, says Michael. For sure, I agree with that. The other day I saw uh, an article about who could make it as an undrafted free agent, and I believe that they were naming like four total undrafted free agents, which kind of seems optimism, uh, optimistic. Jonathan Garivai and Marquise Bell might be the, the best bets, right? 
<laughs> Toxic says, and this is fair, Mo, it makes me uneasy that he fits the scheme as a praise, says Toxic Tom. Oh, and I agree. Uh, and that's what, why I preface this with this being more of a circumstance winning scenario for Jake Ferguson rather than a performance one. Dak made Schultz uh, and will make Ferguson, says Adrian. Craig says, what are you so excited about? He is not that good. I think that the reason why we're excited about Jake Ferguson, and I'm not on the boat. I'm not on the same boat as those that are claiming that, oh, yeah, you know what? We can we can have a super good situation without Dalton Schultz. I'm not on that boat. I, I'm really not. I'm excited about Jake Ferguson. I think it will take time specifically because of the blocking assignments. But what makes me excited about Jake Ferguson is that assuming Dalton Schultz is back in week one, I'm excited about a backup tight end that could help the Cowboys run a little bit more of 12 personnel. Because whether we like it or not, whether we would install this offense if we were in charge of Dallas or not, the Cowboys do like 12 personnel and they will run it if they've got the personnel to do so. And Jake Ferguson, to me, gives them that personnel. So I think that would make an impact in the running game and in the passing game as well. Like we saw over the first few weeks of the 2021 season, the Cowboys were running a lot of 12 personnel. They were one of the teams in the league that ran it at a high rate. They were among the highest rates. That changed when Blake Jarwin went down. And we saw... Guys like Jeremy Sprinkle there and Sean McKeon, but they were virtually never targeted. I think that Jake Ferguson could get some targets, definitely more than Sean McKeon did and Jeremy Sprinkle did when Blake Jarwin went down. So that's where my excitement, at least, goes with, uh, comes with when talking about Jake Ferguson. Not that excited, though, as to say that, you know what, forget about Dalton Schultz, we can, we can get it done without him. No, I'm not excited there. But anyways, my number four, and just to close out tonight's show, it will be a shorter one than usual. At number four, I've got Dak Prescott. And once again, this is more of a circumstance one. He's been having healthy reps on OTAs. And honestly, at this stage, that's all I'm asking. We are coming off a 2021 season that was so weird in which we never fully knew just how hurt Dak Prescott was because there was the ankle thing from 2020 in the offseason. And then during the regular season, the calf injury happened and we never knew just how bad was it. We had hopes for him to come back the, the following week versus the Minnesota Vikings, right? Uh, we had that hope. And then we had the question throughout the entire second half of the season of whether or not Dak Prescott's performance was being impacted at all by the calf injury. And this was an ongoing debate among the Cowboys nation. I'm excited about not being a debate anymore. And I'm excited about Dak Prescott in 2022. And by the way, that's a question from me to you from 1 to 10. How excited are you about this, about Dak Prescott's 2022 season? Craig says, I had to see Dak in the preseason. He better play. Don't count on that, at least not on a lot of time. Uh, Mel Hayes says, Los Cowboys 
Necesitan a Dak para llevarlos. Uh, some Spanish there from Mel. I would guess the translation would come out. Uh, the Cowboys need to carry. Need Dak Prescott to carry them. I appreciate Mel's uh, Spanish efforts there in the YouTube chat. Shout out to him for sure. Ryan says, we need our offense to get into positive game, sprint, game script, meaning second and short and third and one situations, something that was definitely a major issue last year. Craig goes with a low score of two. Gregory with the 10, 10 for Blake. Adrian goes with seven and a half. Bruce says, I want to say 10. I will say that I'm at an eight specifically because him being healthy and also because I'm excited about watching him work with this supporting cast. And this is something that uh, just a small teaser we will look into next week. I don't know exactly what day, but we will compare the supporting casts that Dak Prescott has had throughout his career. And I believe this ranks on the lower side of things and with him being such a veteran already with experience in the league i'm looking forward to seeing how that works out for the cowboys so yeah to sum it up my four biggest winners for the cowboys at number one tyler smith from otas at number two marquise bell at number three jake ferguson and then to close things out just a shout out to the healthy version of dak prescott but anyways, guys, that will do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. I hope that you enjoy your weekend. I'm excited about next week. I'm excited as heck about mandatory minicamp. And to talk Cowboys football with you guys throughout the entire week. So I hope that you enjoyed the show. Make sure that you smash the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. I will see you on Sunday night. Thank you to Charlene, to Stephen, Mark, each and every one of you that watches the primetime show. And also shout out to the podcast audience over there on Spotify and iTunes. Remember that you can catch the shows after they stream live. Have a great weekend, guys. Thank you for your support. And I will see you on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you. <laughs>